this is a traumatizing time for a lot of kids that don't fully understand what's going on. If you can just love them and give them that safe place, like, let me be the bad guy. Hello, listeners. Thanks for joining us today. We are back for season three of Seattle Diva with your host, Naomi Morgan. Enjoy the show. This season three is all about coping with COVID-19, and we are getting some really, really interesting interviews as so many people are affected in different ways by this pandemic. Today, I have a special guest, a very special guest. Her name is Heather. Heather, would you like to say hello to our audience? Hi. Heather and I go way back, but I will let her share a little bit of that. Why don't we first, Heather, share a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do? Sure. So I am a second grade teacher in Seattle, Washington with Seattle Public Schools. This is my second year of teaching, so it's been kind of crazy getting thrown into this. But I got my undergrad degree in musical theater, and that is how I ended up moving to Seattle and working with Naomi. We did adventure musical theater together with the Fifth Avenue Theater. Yeah. And yep, after doing that for a few years, I realized I was ready to kind of take a more nine to five job. And I'd always loved working with kids and working in that education world. And so ended up getting my master's in education and got a job and loving it. Great. So she is now currently a teacher, which is really exciting and a big leap in a different direction from being an actor, huh? You know, I'm performing for 22 seven and eight year olds every day, and <laughs> sometimes the ukulele comes in and the tap dancing. But yeah, it's it's definitely a different <laughs> skill set. Got it. All right, Heather, thanks so much for coming on, and uh, I have now another question for you that I've been asking my interviews. How has the global pandemic affected you personally and professionally? Personally, it definitely. I'm, I'm really lucky to be healthy and my husband is healthy and we don't have concerns necessarily about going out into the world, but my parents are both 70 years old. And so that's kind of stressful in terms of like, Oh, really? You're going to go to Costco today? Um, maybe can you make a better choice, but you're 70 years old. So I don't really have any control over that. Mm-hmm. So in that aspect, and my my husband works as an events coordinator at a local brewery, and so he's technically furloughed right now, and he's been mm-hmm. dealing with the unemployment office, and he just got approved for unemployment, but he's getting back paid for like four weeks. If I were not getting my paycheck, which I thankfully still am, mm-hmm. um, I can't I can't imagine what that would have been like if we had both been unemployed and trying to deal with that mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that. I make enough that I could float us for this month. But yeah, that's been kind of stressful. Yeah. But professionally, it's a complete game changer. And it was such a, I mean, we kind of suspected that we were going to end up getting shut down. The vice principal came in at 12 o'clock, told me to check my email. And I released the kids at 1230 to go to lunch. So Mm -hmm. I had from 1230 until two o'clock because they also have PE and recess and everything. I had from 12.30 until 2 o'clock to just make copies and get stuff together, but it was still, like, it was chaos, trying to eat lunch, but also get all this stuff done before our early release, and I had 10 minutes. I picked the kids up from PE. The PE teacher hadn't told them anything, and so it was a, like, we need to run back to the classroom, trying to keep my cool, trying not to stress because I didn't want the kids to stress, and it was a, like, everybody sit on the carpet. We're not packing up yet. 
we're shutting down school for two weeks. I'm sending you home with some packets of work, but like, we're going to be back in two weeks. So we don't need textbooks or workbooks or anything. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, take your backpacks, take these folders. But I was still trying to like organize them. And I had students trying to grab all this stuff. And it was, I walked out into the hallway to drop the kids off with their parents and the parents looks of just like, Oh my God, what are we going to be doing for the next two weeks? Are you serious? Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, it was kind of funny and it was just like, okay, I'll see you guys in a little bit. And the next day when Inslee announced the six week closure, yeah, it was a full anxiety attack on my part. Just like realizing I didn't bring anything home that was actually going to be useful to me. I didn't send the kids with the stuff that I needed to send them with for six weeks of learning online. Right. Yeah. And that was terrifying. And I'm really this is a moment where I like, I am so privileged in that I work at a school that is a fairly affluent neighborhood. All of my students, and this is so rare, I'm speaking from a very rare privileged place here, mm -hmm. but all of my students have access to technology and Wi-Fi. Wow. So I was able to get my kids onto some of the school district platforms pretty quickly. I was sending some videos. I was still not sure about like navigating uh, calls. So it was like two weeks in, I think that I finally did one-on-one -on -one check ins okay. via zoom, but that ended up just being exhausting. I was dead by the end of the week, just trying to like talk to kids online for 20 minutes a piece. Um, oh, I bet. So how many kids, how many kids is that? 22 kids. Okay. So it was Lord. full days of one-on-one -on -one check ins and just it was so much more energy than actually walking into the classroom and managing all 22 of them at once. Wow. That says a so, lot. Yeah. Just trying to find that balance and like what is actually benefiting the kids versus what's just busy work. What can I handle emotionally and what can the parents handle emotionally? And it's, I, I was talking to a lot of teachers. We're getting a lot more FaceTime with the parents, which is a complete 180. Like, I feel like I send my weekly emails to parents and I'll get a couple responses or questions once a week. But now it's every day I'm opening my email account to I am tech support. I am emotional support. I am educational support. I am trying to it, it feels a little customer servicey some days. And I, again, I'm really lucky that all of my parents have been super supportive and cheerleaders. And I'm sure they're frustrated and venting when I am not listening, uh -huh. but I have not heard as good of things from other teacher friends. Like I'm hearing a lot of parents getting frustrated at teachers and mm -hmm. every parent wants and needs something different and trying to do that for 22 families is just not feasible. So I have a question with that. First of all, I think you did the best you could with the information that you have. And I know that we always go back and think about how you could have done something better in that hour and a half, it sounds like, that you had to really pull it together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm wondering in that moment of making game time decision, which is really what you had to do. Yeah. Uh, how did the other teachers react? Was everybody kind of in a panic and, and stepping on each other or was it, I'm wondering like what happens in a school when the school gets, I mean a whole district, but like a school is like in one space all together. Like, what does that do? What did that look like in the school when we had that 90 minute kind of thing? I mean, 
I had to just laugh. I was laughing because I was, I am the type of person that if I'm not laughing about something that's just chaotic and stressful, I will cry. Yeah. And knowing I needed to laugh about it, I think other teachers, we all kind of had suspected it was coming down uh-huh. the tube. It just, we didn't expect it to be such a like, we knew two hours before school was out. Right. Like if I hadn't been teaching that writing lesson, I would have had an additional half hour to mentally, but I, I knew what was coming mm-hmm. when she said to check the email. And honestly, I work with such an incredible, caring staff. For the most part, everyone was like really thoughtful. We were taking turns on the copy machine, but there was a lot of teachers that they didn't even get that. They found out after their lunch was over and they were teaching for that whole two hours. So they didn't have time to pull anything together. Oh my I just goodness. happened to have that, that prep time scheduled right after my lunch, and it happened to be in the late afternoon. It was just kind of coincidental and fortunate for me. Uh-huh. But I know a lot of teachers were just piling workbooks onto the kids and like, take this all home, and we'll figure out what we're doing with it in 24 hours. That's crazy. I mean, I feel like we knew it was coming too, like when Inslee did that first, you know, that first public speech about Mm -hmm. other businesses and like how he kind of gave a side look to say, we're not going to shut down schools yet. Like saying in subtext, I'm going to give you a minute, but figure it out. Oh my gosh. So, all right. Well, Heather, that leads me into my final question. And this is, you know, leaving our listeners with a little bit of hope. And uh, this insight is, is really interesting because it's not a world that we really explore on Seattle Diva. Mm-hmm. How is it that you are coping? And again, that's personal and professional. What are positive things that you can tell our listeners to help them get through this difficult time? So Seattle had spring break last week. I had like planned, like, I'm going to use spring break to get caught up and I'm going to figure out what I'm doing for the next eight weeks and how we're going to get through this. And by the time spring break came around, I just took the week and I had my margaritas and I read and I did crosswords and just taking that break was such a big weight off. Mm -hmm. And coming back in, I didn't, I started looking at my emails Thursday night, Friday morning I was able to kind of like deal with it slowly and process it since I was coming in with a more just chill. It's hard to explain, but just taking that week was really. No, it sounds like you needed it. (laughs) I mean, I feel like you've been controlling chaos since, since Mm -hmm. the whole thing started. Yeah. Well, it's so hard because I, I mean, I admit that I am a type A control freak. Like I need to have multiple hands and multiple things and like this is how we do it and this is how we should be doing it and I like routines and I like checklists and this is so out of my wheelhouse like I can put together a checklist and a list of activities for kids to do and I can I I called it like I just feel like I'm filling a buffet for students to just come and get what they can and work through it mm-hmm. but I have to take a step back and acknowledge that I don't have any control over anything that's going on. And I've been lucky that I haven't had any major tech fails. Yeah. One of the positive things has just been getting to interact with the kids on these video conferences. And I never expected to be so devastated by not getting to work for what, three months? I mean, I'm working, but I'm not, I I just, I miss the kids so much and getting to see their faces and interact with them. 
and they're just so genuinely joyful to see their friends on Zoom or Teams or whatever we're using, mm-hmm. and they, they just want to connect. They're so bored and over being cooped up, and mm-hmm. their parents are all frustrated over all the technology, and of course, you know, somebody's audio isn't working, and another person can't see the video, but once everybody's on and we're ready to go, the kids are just stoked. So that's been really fun. I've been doing a read aloud from the book that I was going to do a read aloud. Um, we're reading The Wild Robot by Peter Brown. Highly recommend it. Okay. Um, but they'll, they'll ask me, like, when are you going to post another another The Wild Robot videos? And so that's kind of keeping me going. Just their enthusiasm for something different. Yeah, that's so great. I So I'm wondering, too, with coping, and you said that you've kind of been – like the resource of support right now as far as like your family and and the parents which mm-hmm. I can see how that would naturally fall. I'm wondering as well about coworkers. Like are you still connected to your uh, the other teachers? Oh yeah. Um I talk to so there's three second grade teachers at my school and we talk on a we have a running chat on Microsoft Teams. Mm-hmm. Um but we also like I I just got off the phone with a coworker who was, she was frustrated because the tech had not worked for her all day. She was trying to do these small group lessons with her students and it just wasn't working. Mm. And, um, and we share a lot of the work. We actually, I don't think parents realize that it's not just me sending out these like lessons. I do a couple subjects and my coworker, does a couple subjects and our other coworker does a couple more subjects and we just put them all together. So I'm not building a full day's worth of curriculum. That's good. Then you can, yeah. you know, if you're all on the same page and you know, like that support's probably super important. Yeah. And we, it's, we're learning how much parents talk to, to each other. There's definitely been some emails that are like, Oh, well this class is doing it this way. And like, okay. That's a fifth grade class, which is totally different than a second grade class. Uh-huh. So, yeah, your your kid can't focus for four straight hours. Like, we don't ask them to do that in second grade. Your fifth grader might be able to, but your second grader, it's, it's not feasible. But, yeah, so it's good that as a second grade team, at least, we're all a united front, which has been useful for when we've had to be like, nope, this is, this is how we're doing it. That's great. Like, it's crazy how if, it feels like the world panicked and then we got scared and then we came together and just like kind of that pattern in general. And I'm sure there's obviously there's, you know, exceptions to all of that, but just as a whole, as a community, it just felt that way. Yeah. It's, it's been really awesome getting to work together in a way that we never really have had to before. Like, you know, I, I close my door and I'm, I'm in my classroom with 22 kids all day and, you know, other teachers will occasionally come in to check and see what's going on or admin, but generally I just kind of do my own thing for the seven and a half hours that I'm at school and we're collaborative. We're actually, as a team at school, we're very collaborative. I very much love my teammates, but it's definitely on a different level now. Uh, Is there anything else that you want to share? Like any last words or what do you got? I mean, I think right now, the thing that I've been telling parents specifically, I've, I've definitely received my fair share of just overwhelmed or stressed out emails from parents. Um, and as of right now, at least from our district, 
we are not getting clarity in terms of like what's expected and if we're going to have to grade kids or if we're just monitoring progress. And so as of right now, everything is optional. And I've been telling parents, like, if you are butting heads with your kids, if you are having all out screaming brawls to just get them to do a page in math, take the day. Like, don't force it. This is a traumatizing time for a lot of kids that don't fully understand what's going on. If you can just love them and give them that safe place, like, let me be the bad guy. Let me be the one that's like, oh, how are you doing on your schoolwork? Because they're more likely to listen to me on that than they are a parent. And -hmm. just, like, be kind to yourselves and your kids. Like, nobody's going to be behind because of this. Every teacher is going to meet kids where they're at when they come back in the fall. That would be my biggest takeaway and what I would want to share with with families right now. That was really good. (laughs) (laughs) You just made a headline. That was really good. (laughs) Well... Heather, thank you so much for being a part of Seattle Diva. We are so honored for your time. We know that you're busy and you're making miracles happen right now. And we just really appreciate all that you're doing for your community. Yeah, thank you. I enjoyed talking with you. And that is it for Seattle Diva. We will see you next week. Have a good day, everybody.